This episode is sponsored by True Blue Migration Services. Get a visa assessment on their website absolutely free at truebluemigration.com. I'm Steve. I'm from, uh, originally from Preston in the UK. I'm Diane. We moved to Australia in 2018 with our two kids. And we appeared on Wanted Down Under in 2019 and 2021. And we are Brit-Australians. They might have moved 9,000 miles across the world with their kids, Briar and Peyton, but there's some things that will just never change. We still watch our Brit telly, we still watch Corrie and things like that, so, you know, I can't say we watch any less. It's just nice to go, oh, you know, look at that weather, I don't miss that. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a couple of years since the Hargreaves family appeared on UK TV to investigate a new life in Perth. And now here they are to share the tale of their Australian dream. What made you think about moving to Australia in the first place? Um, Yeah, so it stems from years and years ago when I was younger. Um, My mum's sister moved out here as a £10 pom in... um, When was that? I I was two, so it would have been in 76... So we holidayed in Australia two or three times when when I were at you know school age, and uh, yeah, just fell in love with it straight away. Oh, well, just always really loved Australia, really fancied everything about it. It just just stems from there. So, what made you decide to go on the show? We came out for a holiday. It was the first time that me and the kids had been, and I was like. Right, I want to go and do all the sites. If I hate it, I'm never going back. So we came over and we had a three, four week holiday. And we went over to Sydney because I, want, I wanted to see the Harbour Bridge. I wanted to do all that. So we took the kids to Taronga Zoo. We did all that. Um, and then Steve was like, well, I want to go and see my auntie as well if we're going all that way. So we came over to Perth as well for two weeks. And he literally got off the plane and went, oh gosh, he said, I'm just at home and that's it. And I was like, okay. And we actually got back and it was actually somebody at Steve's work that said jokingly, oh, you two want to go on that programme, Wanted Down Under. And lo and behold, that night, we was it something on Facebook or something like advertising for applicants to go on the show? So we just signed of... It was just jokingly, weren't it? it was... We just jokingly applied sort of the day before the application shut. And then that was sort of September. September, October time, wasn't it that? Yes. Yeah, and like that. we got a phone call, we got an email from the production team saying we were down to the last 100 families. And then um, we got another email saying they wanted to do like a Skype interview to see whether we got through to the last 25. Well, we were all sat at home. Pua Bray was only young then. And um, we started talking about her best friend who lived across the road from us in the UK. And she got really upset about it. And Peyton was two-ish. He was only young and he was jumping around. And he was jumping all over us and he was a very chatterboxy child and never shut up so we sort of couldn't get a word in those ways and we came off the the Skype interview and I just looked at Steve and just said that just couldn't have gone any worse if we'd have tried. (laughs) Basically we just put it to the back of our minds and thought that's it, It's nothing's going to happen and I think it was a few days before Christmas that they said oh congratulations you've been picked where do you want to go and when do you want to go? And it was like, wow, that's kind of how it all happened. And what's it like being on TV, watching yourself back? It's something I'm, I'm really glad we did, but no, I, I hated every minute of it being on, on camera. Yeah, 
it is hard work. Everyone goes, oh my gosh, yeah, free holiday, they pay for your flights, accommodation, but it's not, it's 14 hour days. You've got to be at certain places for certain times and obviously they take three or four shots and if there's noise in the background, they've got to re-record that bit. And So it is a long, long day. I mean, we went to view houses and you spend like three or four hours at each house because they're going, oh, we just want to take this shot from this angle. So can you just walk through this way and don't look in this room? And in Every room is, is three or four takes minimum. And then you'll just say something like quickly off the top of the end and go, oh my gosh, yeah, that's amazing. Just go back and say that as you come in. And it's so it's it's really, it is full on. It's not an easy. And, and you, you've got to look surprised every time you walk yeah. into the room that you've never, like, yeah. like you've never seen it you've before. You've never seen this house before <laughs> in this room. And you've got to be like, whoa, this is amazing. Or, oh no, I'm not keen on this bit. Yeah. So, you, so you became good actors. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is hard. And, you know, we we were setting off at, you know, seven in the morning to get to places. And yeah, it is a freebie in the sense that they pay for you to get here, but you have to work when you get here. It's not a freebie, you know, you, you literally, they're there at the airport when you walk out the door. They're in your face as soon as you walk out the, and you're like, oh my gosh, I've just been on a 24-hour flight and I don't really want somebody in my face at that. We must have walked around the airport for an hour going in and out the doors just so they could get the shot right, wasn't it? And, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, so, can you just go back in again and just walk back out? And it's like, security asking what we're doing. Yeah, we must have got like stalking them. Stalking us, security came over and said, what are you doing? And we're like, oops, sorry. Wow, you just yeah. don't think of any of those no, things, do you? No, yeah. I don't, you don't. No. They are literally waiting. As soon as you get your bags, they are waiting for you as soon as you come out the, the doors on the airport. So you literally get one day to yourself in the whole week. So you get like the day after you arrive. But obviously you've got your shopping, you know, you've got to go and buy food and you're getting unpacked and you're jet lagged. And so you really don't appreciate that day anyway because you're so tired. So we that day was a null and void day really for us, wasn't it? And yeah. we just didn't really do anything. And then Monday we were like really into it and that's it. You're off and you're going and it is a full five days. It is not a holiday. It really isn't. So it was just a week that you were yes. here. Um, yeah, with the show, they, um, they they bring you over for, for a week for seven days. Obviously, the first and last day are, are travelling. So so you're only really here for five days, and that's five days of filming. Um, so they they pay for your, your your flights over and our accommodation and car hire for, for that week. And then they give you the option of arranging your flights back. It's like an open-ended ticket, so you can fly back whenever you want, from wherever you want. They sort of applied for everything. They applied for the schools. And you don't realise, but they also have to apply to the courts to be able to take the child out of the country because they're filming. It's not straightforward as everybody thinks that you just come here and they start filming you because it's not it's not like that, particularly where children are involved. We even found that filming the UK as well, even just filming all day, just around their house and talking. But after they'd gone that night at 7 o'clock or so, we just sat down and like, oh, I've never been so tired in my life. A lot of what goes on behind the scenes isn't shown. You know, because like, you know, people that have seen the BBC so bright get upset at the end of the programme because she was missing her family, she misses her friends. And, but obviously, the bit that was cut out before was where we were talking about sadly Steve's dad had passed away and that she missed him and she was so sad that it, he's not going to get to see us here and that grand and grandpa had, had the flights cancelled so close to him coming and one thing and another. So it, all that was missed out and it just, it just showed her crying at the end of the programme, which. If they'd have seen the build up, they'd have understood why. So we got lots of messages saying, Oh, I hope she settles and all this lot. She is settled here. She loves her life Good. here, but yeah. she does miss her family and her friends. And of course. for a child of her age, she you know, she was nine when she came and it was really hard. It was hard for her. You know, if we left it much longer, I don't think she'd have really wanted to come, would she? No, no, it it, it was the right age to bring them, yeah. 
How old was she when she came over? She was nine yeah. and Peyton was four. Yeah. So he was, he just run 100 miles an hour with the life here. He's just, yeah, typical as a kid, no shoes. He, he loves the life. He doesn't really know any different. He doesn't really remember much about the UK. He knows that grandparents live there and he doesn't really remember how our house were or anything like that. So to him, this is his life and yeah. this is how it's always been. Bray's a little bit more of a sensitive soul and... She had a lovely little group of friends in the UK. She struggled here getting a bond again with... She's gone to high school now, so I think she's got... She's starting to get that bond again now. She's got some really lovely friends and, you know, she's starting to embrace life a little bit more. And obviously it's a big change for her. Obviously school age is different here, so she kind of took a step backwards and went back a little bit in terms of age group. She kind of struggled a little bit because she found the work a bit too easy at school. So she's she's actually only done two years in primary school since she's been here, and now she's gone to high school. And you know she's really settled in. She's do, she's doing us amazingly proud. She's really settling in and finding her feet now. Brilliant. And is the school system quite different over here? Would you say? I'd say a lot more modern, but that maybe just because we're living in a up, upcoming area. Everything's new in the where we're living. They certainly don't lack anything, do they? No. You know, they, 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 no. And the high school definitely has really good facilities. It, you know, it, it's like a university. It's brilliant, the high school. I mean, she's doing kickboxing, you know, something she would never be able to do at school in the UK. She's doing rock band. That's something she probably would never have the opportunity in the UK to have done either. Just the facilities at the school, we seem to think, well, from my perspective as a mum, I seem to think that kids are allowed to be kids longer here. It's just totally, totally changed for us. And we're at the beach or we're at the park or we're having a barbecue. So it's more laid back and more chilled out. So actually, you just mentioned about the um, the facilities in the school. And I was going to ask you about your house. What's your house like? Oh, yeah. it's amazing. We're pretty spoiled, really. Uh, we, we couldn't have, uh, back in the UK, we couldn't have what we, we what we do here. When we first built the house, I think Steve actually worked it out and sort of, because we had like a traditional semi in the UK with obviously upstairs, downstairs. I think Steve worked out like the floor plan is for if you took the, the upstairs and the downstairs and put them together, they would actually fit under our, our fresco area. So our house is like three times the size. And you designed the house, did you? Because you, you yes. bought land. Yes, we so, bought land after two weeks. It wasn't our intention. It wasn't our intentions, but somebody showed us this piece of land. Over here, like it's dead normal to build your home, isn't it? It's just oh, it's, the norm. It's yeah. so different. Yeah, we, we just didn't know where to start. When we were looking to, to build a house, uh, we, we bought a new house in the UK as well. But over there, you, you go to, you know, you find an estate where you want to live and all the houses are built by one, one home builder and you just pick your house. You style. just pick your house, which house you want it, and that's it. Over here, um, you buy your land separate to the house. There's hundreds of home builders. They all have hundreds of different, uh, like, basic plans. And then somehow you you try and narrow it down to pick your house that, that you like and then you start customising it after that and you literally pick every single detail down to the plug sockets. You pick the colour of the, your bricks over here. You know, in the UK, your house is built and that's it. You know, that it's... What style of colour of gutter you want. Yeah. Absolutely every single detail. It, you know, it took the colour of your days. window frames and, oh, it's just... It took took us months, didn't it, to decide on a style. You, you totally customise everything. It's... Uh, yeah, it's very different. We didn't know where to start. Everybody we speak to that have moved over, they've they've come without plans, without anything in place, and things just tend to fall into place. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how, um, but they do, don't they? And yeah. they, they have for, they have for us, and they have for pretty much everybody else we've spoken to as well. Going back to the the land, we actually we arrived 
on the Thursday into the Airbnb we stayed in after we filmed with Wanted Dine Under. And just as luck happened, we sort of stumbled on our rental as well around the same time. We loved the estate we were living on at the time with the rental and we saw this piece of land for sale and we went and inquired about it and they went, oh, you've just missed it by a day. And then lo and behold, there was a bigger lot that came up on the sister estate. We went to see that and then... We were like, wow, we're not going to get a piece of land this big for this price again. Um, so, yeah, we just decided to push the budget a little bit. Bit the think, bullet think, and signed think up. We were Why like, not? yeah, that's it. We've got to stay now. <laughs> and you do still feel like that. Yes. You do still feel this is home this for is you. This is home. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, fab. Yeah. Home, yeah. I, I often think, you know, it's still, weekends still feel like a holiday sometimes. Yes. They, they, they really do. It's just. Why yeah. is that? What, what do you mean by that? It's just got to be the weather. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just, just got to be the weather and then just being able to go outside just to, you know, even just wandering across the road to the park or down to the beach, you know, it's just, yeah, you can just do it whenever you feel like it. And are you, are you close to the beach? Yeah. About five minutes drive from the beach, yeah. We can see it from the end of the street, yeah. Yeah, we can yeah. actually see it, yeah. The kids' school, the, well, the primary school that they both were in um, is a kilometre from the beach. They go for six weeks of um, beach safe lessons with the school where they actually get taken down to the beach. They actually get taught by the um, surf lifesavers how to read rips, how to be safe if they go swimming in the sea, what to do if somebody gets stung by a blue bottle. Diane, on the show, you were undecided about moving to Australia at first. Yes. But then in the end, you all chose Australia. We did. What changed your mind? Um, Obviously, people that have seen the first show will know that um, just before we came out, Steve's dad sadly got a terminal diagnosis a couple of weeks before we flew, which obviously for us as a family was we kind of found difficult. But he told we we weren't going to actually come and do the show. We were going to cancel it all, and he was like, "No, no, go and do it. Do just live your life and do everything you want to do." And it kind of I don't know. It was kind of like so, so it put things back into perspective as yeah, well, isn't it? It well, was it was really difficult because obviously people saw the first show knew that I'd had cancer when I was twenty eight, and that kind of put everything in sort of in a different lifestyle perspective for us two, didn't it? Um, at the time, well, not even at the time, sort of going forward in our lives, didn't it? And we we were like, well, we'll not go because we want to be here with you. You know, my two were the only grandchildren at the time, and <sighs> it was it was a really difficult decision to come out, and it it was quite emotional for us too, I think, at that time because it everything was so new with his dad being so ill, and you know, I think it kind of kept repercussioning that if we bring the kids here, this you know, it's he's going to not see them again. And I think that's kind of was weighing on my mind a little bit and that you needed to be there with your family, and you know, and, and have, you know, treasure those last days and what have you. And I think that was kind of weighing on my mind quite a lot all through the programme. Um, but from, a fina- obviously, when they did the sums, the financial point of view, the houses were just, um, you know, the, the, the cost of living we could afford to live here. It was just... Yeah. And it, it, it was, was also the last chance we were going to get to be able to come as well because yeah. of our ages and things. Um, so we're sort of right, right in the limits of the age limit, weren't we? I think we? right up, from, up until change and turning that card, I didn't know which way I was going to go. Seriously, mm. I was like, which? what do I do? Our initial plans were to maybe to, to move 10, 15 years earlier, weren't they? Mm. Uh, and you know that, that, that would have been a no-brainer. That, that would have been 100%. We, we, we would have, have gone then, wouldn't we? We'd been married about three years, hadn't we? And we were like, Steve was like, should we just go and try it? It's just us two, let's just go and try it. And we 
did sign, you know, see started looking into it. We did put wheels in motion to, you know, you contacted a few visa agents and one thing, and then obviously I got my diagnosis and wow, everything stopped. Yeah. Well, it had to stop, didn't it? Because yeah. we yeah. didn't know what was going to happen. And um, it kind of went on a back burner for quite a number of years, didn't it? And then Steve's job sort of changed in hours and he was doing shifts Briar was at the age where she started noticing daddy wasn't quite around as much as he had been and it was getting to the point where we used to sort of ring you at night to say night night and she was getting so upset that Steve was just like I need to do something something needs to change here big style and there wasn't really the opportunity in your job to be able to change the lifestyle at that time Mm, was there so he kind of thought why don't we try Australia again and it kind of set, and I was like, mm, you know, do we, don't we? And I said, look, just start looking into it, do what you want. And then obviously by this stage, a lot of things had changed with the visas. And to get Steve in, because we've come on Steve's job, he had to do a degree. So good for him. I cannot fault him whatsoever. I championed him all the time that he was working full-time shifts. He was doing online studying for a degree as well. And... In all of that, as a surprise, we ended up with Peyton as well. It was a busy busy few <laughs> years, but, you know, champion to Steve, he was coming home from work at half past 11 at night and sitting up till three and four in the morning doing his dissertations for his degree. And he got us through, got his degree. Well done. That's yeah. amazing. He got us in. So I couldn't really say no to him in the end after all that, could I? <laughs> oh, wow. So actually, by the sounds of things, you've planned this for ages. Like, this is on, 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 really... on and off for a long time. Yeah, but for, you know, for different reasons. Yeah. You know, oh, well you know, done. Yeah. Yeah, so. you made it happen. <laughs> Eventually. It took yeah. a long, it's like I say, it took us 15 it's years. It's been a long journey. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has it been worth it? Oh, yes. yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. definitely. De- oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah so, best thing ever. So for people who are at home who are like, you know, thinking about coming out and they might yeah. have to go and do some more study or whatever, what advice would you have? Yeah, just just go if, for it. Don't, yeah. don't think about it. Just, just just go for it, yeah. If it's you something you really, really want to do, you have to work at it and you have to you have to put the effort in to get the rewards out. So just yeah, we, we, we do whatever said, you have it, to do. It's, it, if we didn't move then, we'd have, just, we'd, we'd have always thought, what if we'd have always... Yeah. Yeah, it's always been in the back of our mind. What you know, what, what would have happened if we did go? At, yeah. le- at least if we go and try it and don't like it, we 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 could go back. Exactly. <laughs> so tell me about your jobs. You've obviously you've both had a bit of career change, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, a li- little bit. Yeah, I was always um, gra- graphic design is is uh, is what I did for 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 twenty years, um, and and then more recently it was a bit of marketing. Um, but now, yeah, I've moved into a, a web design full time now, which is uh, yeah, you know, it, it's not a massive change. It, okay. it, it's a little bit different, but it's uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's a good enough change to really enjoy it. Good, yeah, good. And what about yourself? Um, I started as a dental nurse when I was sixteen, and I qualified in the UK, and I did that till I was twenty four. And then I fell on my dream job in the local hospital on the cancer unit of all places. So I I was in the NHS for 20 years till coming out here. So I had a total career change in the UK. And then I came here and and it was a case of neither of us working. One of us had to get a job because you come over here and your savings, you might as well just chuck them in the sea, basically. Because yeah. everything's paying out, cars, rent, furniture, whatever. Yeah, it's expensive. Um, so basically, Steve was applying for everything he saw and I just said, I'm just going to have to put myself out there as well. So I applied, gosh, must have been for about 250 jobs. And I sent out 40 begging letters to local area for doctors, dentists, any office type people maybe looking for admin. And I basically got an interview from 
one of the jobs in a dental practice. Not really what I wanted to go, kind of go back into, but it, a job's a job when you first get here. Yeah. Uh, so I went in as a sort of receptiony type person to help build up the reception. Obviously, I had the nursing qualification, so I did a bit of nursing. And then I was there six months, got promoted to their manager. It is hard to get your foot in the door when you first arrive. Being new, I think it is. We, we know Aussie experience. I think it, it is really difficult to, to find something. But, you know, what, once you start putting yourself out there, you know, it, it definitely is word of mouth. On the show, it talked about, like, what you were earning back in the UK and you were, like, trying to do the cost of living for yeah. over here. Are you yeah. the same, better? What, what's the situation? I'm double. Well, you earned double. I earned double and I was in the NHS on a decent... I was I was at top of my band and I was on a pretty good wage over there and I earned double. I'm earning slightly more, but uh, le- less You're hours. You're probably averaging um, the, roughly the same, aren't you? But you yeah, say so you do work slightly less you know, hours. I, I'm doing less hours, so the lifestyle, yeah, just just enjoying the You've lifestyle. You've got a better lifestyle more, balance. Yeah, at work. Yeah. You know, his work-life balance is a lot better here, mm. so... People going about the cost of living, you know, saying it's really expensive. It's, um, you know, it scared us a little bit, didn't it? it if I can meet to death, well, I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be... It, it's not... And even what they show on the show isn't really a true representative, is it? We actually spend less for the four of us here on food than we did in the UK. And bills. Do you not find bills are like less here or do you think it's bills the same? Um, yeah. yeah. It, it does work out where um, it, it probably is less. Um, council tax is less. Yeah. Obviously, you don't have a lot of gas. Exactly. Here, yeah, so, central heating yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, so, you know, you don't... You, we, we, have, we have solar. Um, yeah, that helps with the electric, doesn't it? Because obviously, we do have the pool and the hot tub as well. To oh, <laughs> so That helps massively. Brilliant. Since you've been out here, have you been back nope. home? No. No intentions no, no. of going back. We want them to come here, really, and see what we've got and what we've achieved. And so we want them all to come to us first, obviously, don't we? Uh, apart from family, then, you know, there's nothing else that we're, we're missing in the UK, are we? There's no pull to go back to the UK. Um, don't even really want to go back as a holiday. It's going to be quite we, we, a number we, we of will, years We will we go, go back. back. Well, not yet. No. That's the best way to do it, apparently, is to get settled here yes. as well, is to not go back. Yeah. Yeah. I was told that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, everybody told us that you find in the first two years that if you, you'll settle or not. So we're like two and a half years now. And yeah. We're just like, yeah, we're, this is it. Oh, we're well well settled, yeah. yeah. And um, on the show, Briar said that friends will become our family. Yes. Was she right? Yes. You do, because obviously, I mean, Steve does have family here, but they're not near us. Um, so you've got to put yourself out there. Again, it's the same as jobs. You've got to put yourself out there to get make friends. You know, nobody's going to come knocking into door saying, please be my friend type of thing. We've made some really, really good friends here. and well, There's a lot of us in the same position out here. There's, yeah. there's a lot of Brits that have moved out here, um, especially in the area we live. There is a lot around there. And we, you know... We, I'll say, yeah, we do stick together, don't we? Yeah, you do, to help uh, each other through the tough times. And, you know, somebody could be having a really bad day going, I just want to go home. And you, we're all there for each other. And they, there, there's, there's certain ones that you really, really gel with and they kind of become your adoptive family. My kids called two of them in particular auntie. They've kind of got that real strong bond and, you know. But you do have to put yourself out there and you have to make the effort. And how do you put yourself out there? What do you um, do to make friends? You just go to, you know, we yeah, found a lot fa- of Facebook and then yeah. lo- local events. There's always, there's so many family events going on around in the parks. You've got food trucks in the evenings. Yeah. There's if you go to a family event the though as well, like the kid, kids tend to get talking to other kids and then you start to get talking to, obviously if you've got school-age and school, kids, yeah. there's like mums and dads at school, Bray plays soccer. And clubs. So there's like her soccer team, parents as well. And So this is how you kind of get, but you, you have to put, 
it out that you have to put yourself yeah. out there and you know you're getting invited to a party for the kids or something you've got to go to it you can't just say oh I don't want to be bothered I can't no. I don't know them because you're never going to meet anybody if you do that do you miss anything from back home nah have you noticed in the schools, are there are there a lot of, because the area that you live in, like you said, there's quite a lot of Brits go yeah. up to the northern suburbs yeah. in Perth. Yeah. Um, and at the school, are there a lot of children in the same boat whose parents yes. are, or who have come over from a school in England? Yeah. Um, Briar's year had um, a sort of mixture of sort of Aussie kids and sort of English kids. Peyton's seems to have, obviously, because a lot is younger the parents were probably already here by the time they had had the child. So there's a lot more sort of Aussie kids, as I call them, in his year. Yeah, but there does seem to be a mixture of, of not, not just English not just from the UK and, though. There's there's kids oh, from all Bray over has the world. from Norway in her class. Yeah. Oh, so, so, South know, Africa. Um, it's very varied, isn't it? So e- everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's nice, though. I guess for people back home who are thinking of coming out here, they've got kids and they're thinking, "Oh, my child's going to be the only one yeah. that's no, foreign." They're not. They're not. Uh, yeah, it, it depends on the. I suppose it depends a lot on the area that you're going to move to, but um, but yeah. Yeah, the area we're in, because it's quite well, up and coming and no, new, newish, there's be, a lot of people. Everybody's in the same position, yeah. Yeah, they're all trying to fit in, aren't you? Know, yeah. They're all yeah. new, they're all they're all fanning the feet. Yeah. That's brilliant. I have literally run out of questions. I'm like, I'm not, you do it, honestly. I didn't need to ask you anything. You're just like... Du, 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 du. I'm just sat here like, okay. We've, we've, had, we've had lots of practice from Wanted Down Under. You are brilliant. Honestly, I do feel, I honestly do feel really yeah. starstruck. I've watched, yeah. I've watched you on the telly. I've cried with you. Oh, oh yeah. We, we, we've had a couple of people recognise us out and about yeah. in, in our yeah. haven't we? If you were talking to you 10 years ago, Five years ago what would you say to yourselves um if you're given the opportunity just grab it with both hands and if you've got to retrain really really consider it um obviously the the, the visas do change really really quickly and if it's something you've set your heart on you have to work hard to do it yeah it's a lot more difficult now uh, to, to get a visa than it than it was when we, even when we moved out or when we got our visa four or five years ago and it, it's getting tougher all the time if you can do it sooner rather than later, then yeah, I'd go for it. Obviously, because we've been there and we've done it, and you see people, I know, and some people are really nasty on Facebook. Like somebody asks a question, and yeah, you may think it's absolutely stupid and daft and whatever, but to that person that's asking it, it's not. No. It's, it's a genuine question, and you know, just a bit of kindness, just to say, look, really speak, you know, nobody can answer that question for you. Just speak to an agent, they'd give free advice, like just, or speak to somebody in, you know, that, is in the no more because you're going to get so many random answers on Facebook because everybody's experience is different, everybody's journey is totally different, and one size isn't to fit all, you know. Definitely. So everybody's journey is totally different, you know. Job wise, it's different. There's a lot of people that come out on temporary visas, and you know, one thing and another. So, um, yeah, it's just you know, just there are just some nasty people out there that just go, oh, you know, why didn't you Google it, and you know. That's not the answer the person's looking for. They probably have Googled it and not be able to find the answer. And in in that moment, they just want to get down what they want to ask. And yeah, because you so, can Google something and you can get four different answers. Exactly. exactly. Or you just don't get the answer. You don't get any definite information. Uh, you know, it's very vague. And But yeah, everybody's journey is different. So, and the only advice I would say was make sure you go to a Mara agent because we, ha- we have seen people get stung by visa agents Mara meaning migration. migration agent registration authority or something 
Yeah, because obviously they're regulated and um, we've seen people that have been done out of thousands and thousands of pounds by a so-called agent that hasn't done what they've said and they're not Mara registered or anything like that. So goodness me, that's the advice is to make sure the Mara, you know, make sure you're going with somebody decent and you check out that the Mara registered. And from our point of view, it's money well spent. Yep. Um, definitely, just yeah. to make yeah. sure you get everything right because we did never thought about half the things that we were asked to. Uh, uh, unless supply. you've got a really straightforward case. Yeah. Um, you know, then um, yeah, I, I would I would use an agent definitely. Yeah. yeah. I know it's a lot of money when we pay quite a bit. It is, it's it, it's, it's a, couple, yeah. of, a couple of thousand pounds. But from know, our but... point of view, it was worth the extra couple of thousand pounds to get yeah. us here. It's been really nice talking to you both. Yeah, it's, Thank it's you good. so yeah. much. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. Thanks for, <laughs> us. Thanks for <laughs> making us feel so welcome. Yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> Not all of us can be TV stars with their own film crew. But we can all take the free assessment to start the visa application process for Australia on the True Blue Migration Services website. All of True Blue's migration agents are MARA registered. True Blue are also one of Australia's longest established migration agencies with offices on the East and West Coast. And they have the skills to support you through the challenging visa application process. Even if you've recently been denied a visa, don't wait. Get onto them as soon as possible so they can help you with an appeal. So get yourself a free assessment today on their website at truebluemigration.com. That's truebluemigration.com. And don't forget to tell them that Britstralian sent you. If there's something you want to hear about on the podcast, please reach out to us on either the Brit Australian Facebook or Instagram pages.